It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube... Got my Dominicana jersey, baby. Let's go. The hometown kid done big. Yeah, I can't wait. We we need to figure out the dates, but we're gonna go to Arizona. What I'm going to Miami. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for World what, Baseball Classic to see my from? people in the Dominican hmm? again. Santo Domingo. Asago Domingo. <laughs> Sagas Domingo. Sagas Domingo. <laughs> Yeah, so- Saugus Domingo. You know it, you love it. That small suburb. The small no. suburb, Saugus Domingo, Dominican Republic. Um, yeah, that's where I grew up, man. And uh, it, it, like, I remember, and I told, I delved into this a little bit on the last episode about how, uh, so my first car that I ever drove I talked about how it got vandalized and they wrote you're not Dominican on it. <laughs> I had I had a Dominican flag draped over the back seat of my car with the Dominican flag was hanging from the mirror. Uh, and I remember I, like- I went to McDonald's drive through <laughs> and the, the dude giving me my chicken nuggets was Dominican. <laughs> and he was like, what's up with the Dominican flag? And I was like, I'm Dominican. He was no. like, "Oh, where are you from?" I was like, "Yeah, 
Santo Domingo, bro. <laughs> Saugus Domingo, homie. Yeah. Saugus Domingo. <laughs> I mean, at what point does it become cultural appropriation, Jared? Jesus. No, I think, you know, I, if you were to ask the people of the Dominican Republic, is this guy an honorary Dominican? Unequivocally, they would say yes. Unequivocally. Yes. Let's call some up, bro. Let's get him on the line. Let's call David Ortiz. <laughs> We we've already had this conversation, haven't we? Oh no, we talked. Yeah, we talked about. <laughs> we already we had this about conversation you- about how uh, this this is this is a voice note from David Ortiz. My other mother, I appreciate it. Dog. He said, "My brother Thank from another mother." Much, man. God <laughs> bless you. No, he's, he's I- that's clearly a voice message for somebody else. He's talking <laughs> from another mother. Okay, I appreciate it, dog. Thank <laughs> yeah, you a- very much, man. God bless you. If yeah. if I'm David Ortiz's brother and David Ortiz is Dominican, that makes me an honorary Dominican. This is an open and shut case. I don't want to. I don't want to go too deep on this today. We got the. Uh, all right, let's take the vote. By the way, I was about to say we have the Expos Mount Rushmore today. Uh, Jay Hay before the show said he thought that it was half Nationals, half Expos. I thought that we were just doing Expos. I think. And not just because I only prepared for the Expos. I think the Nationals deserve their own Mount Rushmore. Like you could fill that. I mean, I think it would be a little bit obvious, but I think you could do a very justifiable. uh, That makes sense. Like you didn't force it. Nationals Mount Rushmore. And you could do that with the Expos as well. People in Montreal want their own Mount Rushmore. This is this should not be a combined effort. So we're going to put it to a vote um, if it should be split or not. Uh, Dallas, do you think it should be split or not? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. No. Why? Because I don't know that the Nats have been around long enough. Yes, they have. They've been around for almost two decades. Almost two, almost 20 years. Like next year, next year, next year is two decades. That's conceivably like a player's career, like a, a, a Hall of Famer's career. Like that's the tenure. You're telling of, me right now that you couldn't fill out a. I'm not telling you that. Nats, I didn't say that. Mount I Rushmore. That. I didn't say that. With I didn't four say dudes that, that it's like, nope, yep, those those are guys. You could barely do that. You're, you're like you're, you're not put, you're not putting Adam LaRoche up there to fill a spot. Let's. I told you Drake LaRoche has a spot on my Nationals. Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. like it or not. Sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> slash slash White Sox. Um, no, I just don't think. I don't know. I just don't think that it's been long enough. Like they're you know like they're not a even if they had won. I don't know. Even if, let's say in their teen existence, let's say they've won three World Series. Mm-hmm. For like, are they on their way to being a storied franchise? Sure, hell of a run your first twenty years. But uh, like that hasn't been the case. They got one under their belt. Um, but I just don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see them as an organization that would have the, the statues that would compare to the others. No, bro. Juan Soto is seventh in war for the Nats. He played like two seasons <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, eighth is eighth is Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah, come yeah, on, Mr. Terrible, but he Nats. was good. He was terrible in Detroit, but we're not talking about the Tigers. So it's like, who are you going to put, Trey Turner or Juan Soto? That would be the big debate for the Nets. I mean, it would be Juan Soto. <laughs> I guess it 
Yeah, see, I don't and, know. Well, and Trey neither Turner one has of these dudes, war. and neither one of these, and, and both of those guys have put fucking DC in the rear view, never to be seen again, unless they're just passing through. <clears throat> so, like already, <clears throat> it's an afterthought. So you're telling Your me appeal to the people of Montreal nearly swayed me, saying that they deserve they such do. and such. However, to stay consistent with previous Mount Rushmores, we've never broken it up like that. And I was I was tilting, but I do think it makes the decision a lot easier on both teams if we split them up. And the whole point of this is to make some tough decisions on some all-time players. So I'm going to stick with keep them together. I, I, the way that I look at it is if you do nationals and expos, I don't think that anyone from the nationals makes it. They're just all expos. Well, fucking hang with them. You so then the wait. nationals just, just go unrepresented in all this when they, no. that is a franchise. Like it's not, it, it it's not is. their fault that they've only existed for 20 years. No, it's not. But it's uh, also the version of the franchise that actually won a World Series, which would be kind right, of funny too. Right. If they get no representation. I'm not sure that's true. Okay. I'm not sure that's true. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Although then. we can split it up. Ultimately, so where's the vote at? Dallas voted no. Say? You voted no. Joey? Joey voted no. 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 So then that's it. You guys fucking suck. <laughs> we'll let Jake vote. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Jake, uh, Jake, what do you got? I'll just split them up for fun, even though it doesn't matter. Yeah. See? It sucks. <laughs> uh, I, I, Nationals fans, <clears throat> I, I tried to have your back here. Expos fans, I tried to have your back. Uh, these monsters obviously don't give a shit about Montreal, Qu- Quebec, Canada, uh, or the nation's capital. They're just like, yeah, just throw them together. Who gives a shit? I love Canada. Doesn't sound like it. I'm going to Canada this year. For what? <laughs> um, for baseball. <laughs> you're not you're going for your job you're not going to stimulate the economy in montreal like i did Whoa, I went what to, do you think uh, what, what do you think happens to, there you kidding me uh what was it called ches paris great strip club in montreal and we stimulated the fuck out of that economy <laughs> what have you done for montreal quite a bit doesn't sound oh, like for, for montreal not not montreal specifically mm-hmm. montreal yeah toronto Ah, different story. Yeah, I mean, I'd fly my guy down here to do me sometimes. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Super Bowls this weekend. Woo! You ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57 has all the Super Bowl action that you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern to see what prop bet will be boosted. Dallas, who you got? You got the Cowboys this weekend? Uh, Go fuck yourself. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can bet just $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Jared. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay. Um, I debated whether or not I wanted to start with the Padres Fan Fest or uh, the Steve Cohen comments. I think I want to start with the Padres. 150,000 fucking people showed up to Padres Fan Fest. I was talking to one of the employees over there. They were like, it was a goddamn shit show with the amount of people that showed up. I don't know if they expected that many, but based on uh, some of the pictures that I saw from Padres Fan Fest in the past, where it was like very sparse, and that might be putting it lightly, to go from that where it essentially looked like family day. This was Jared. Did, no, no, no. This was a fucking championship parade. It type was. Vibe, bro. It was. Come on, let's, it there's was. no other. It's it's okay to say that because it that's did. exactly it like what that. it and was. It felt like that too. The way that they yes. were acting on stage. Come on, man. Well, but I mean, that's what that's what this whole vibration is about down there right now. And Jay Hay said something in the in the group chat that uh, yes, yes, this happened. Years ago, we talked about, and I've always talked about this. I've been talking about this since, uh, I mean, since we first started seeing it in basketball, it was a thought in my brain to, to wonder like, man, I wonder if all the, if all the studs on the mound just got together and were like, Hey boys, we've got the, we've got the bread in the basket, right? We've made our money. We've got our accolades and we're still, still in the prime. Like we could dominate the league together. What do you say? We all just join the same rotation. Like just four of the greatest fucking arms the game has, just lock it up. A super team, a super team down in San Diego. And you fast forward to what we've got now, because we were talking about Preller and him, you know, wheeling and dealing and making moves and just trying to do everything he can to stir it up, to let's see what let's see what sticks. Let's let's get aggressive here. And now look at what they've signed up. Now look at what they fucking have. That lineup. That's ferocious. And it's, the fans, the fans are feeling every bit of that, dude. Oh yeah, I was getting chewed up on Twitter for simply saying, like, how exciting is it that Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Xander Bogarts, and Fernando Tatis Jr. are all on the same team? That's like, stupid. We've got a full year of that next year, and people are like, oh, like. You're just trying to cope because you lost Xander. Oh, all that just to lose to the Dodgers and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro. Uh, or someone was saying, uh, you're already giving up on the Red Sox. You're like, you're bandwagoning the Padres. No. I I, I, I mean, if you're a fan of baseball right. and you look at those four dudes sitting up on that stage together wearing the same uniform, and we're not talking about an era of... Uh, like, there's been... I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but... There's been name. Oh, okay. Perfect. Pujols with the Dodgers, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, fucking you got Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Albert Pujols, all these MVPs on the same team. And it's like, yeah, belly Belly's not maybe not as good Pujols as he was when he was not, the MVP. Right. Pujols yeah. is in his mid fifties. Like this is these four names in their primes at the guys, same time on the same team. Very, very, guys, very different. Like just get each and every one of these dudes just getting breaded up. 
You know what I mean? We're yeah. talking about Machado and the fucking extension pr- probably coming his way. I go down the line. 300 million. You look at Soto, probably going to get close to like 450. You got Xander at 280, and then you get Tatis at what, 330? Uh-huh. A lot of money up on that stage. I mean, come on, bro. That is that that is why you have 150,000 plus San Diegans coming from all over representing the 760 side. What it do? What it do? Yeah, they're fucking jazz, man. They are, and they <laughs> they have every reason to be, every reason to be, and all all these moves lead up to a moment like this fan fest where all these fans can kind of get to get like it's it's weird to think, but it's almost like this is um this is the big powwow, like this is the big group meeting, this is the big gathering where we're gonna set the tone for like as fans how we're about to just try to take over. Did it give West. off Miami Heat vibes? Like when LeBron went up there and said, not one, not two. Like Tatis was up there uh, essentially giving that speech <laughs> just in a different form. They were like, yeah, I think- you know, oh, if you guys are in the World Series, who do you want it to be against? And they were like, the Yankees. And then Tatis was like, doesn't fucking matter. Like, we're going to win that shit anyway. <laughs> like, I, I, I like it. Th- there are some people, obviously, it's the internet. They were saying, well, there's no way that could come back to haunt them or there's no way that that clip is going to reemerge if the Padres don't win the World Series. But would you rather, as a Padres fan, would you rather your guys be up there being timid, being like, well, we're just going to go out there and we're going to play our best baseball and we're going to work really hard and... You know, we got a great group of guys, just the same cliches that we hear every spring training. Would you rather that or would you rather have the face of your franchise go up there and be like, yeah, we're winning the fucking World Series? You need this shit to happen so baseball doesn't exist can make some asshole video on YouTube (laughs) and and get you three and a half million fucking views and he can feed his fucking family. And that's but 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 like this is the era that we live in, right? We know that this is this is going to go down. Fans want to hear this kind of stuff from the players. That's great without feeding into it to the point of a Miami heat style, you know, (laughs) diatribe Um, because in the game of baseball, that's a beautiful part about this is what Uncle Stevie is doing in New York really could not matter at all. You can spend all the money and you just can't buy a ring. You can get close. You could buy yourself probably a, a really good shot at getting to the dance, but you can't guarantee it. And that's why, again, I think it's important that these that these fans get together and feel the energy. Yeah, give it to me. Who you guys want us to face? Yankees? It doesn't matter because we're still going to win it all. Just like there's never (laughs) been a bigger cheap pop in San Diego, but I don't care. I like it. I like it. I would rather him say that than say, you know, we're all just going to show up and we're going to put in the extra effort and we're going to work really hard and believe in ourselves. It, let me, well, let me ask you this. this let me, we'll be let me ask October you guys this. and hope for the best. And <laughs> like does, just, it, does it fall short, though? Does it not carry the same weight coming from him based on what he's kind of gone through? Or No, all the best is, players take steroids. All is, the best. <laughs> is saying something like that is is that like his way of being able to get back in the good graces of whatever fans sure. there might not have been, you know, yeah. like, because I think I mean, that's a, a slippery slope. 
Because you could say that him, and some you probably had some doubts or you probably had some thoughts in your head of like, what if they boo me? Like I let this team down. Like I let my teammates down. I let these fans down. What if I go up there and they boo me for what I've done? And how do you fix that? We're gonna win the fucking world series, baby. Let's go! Like that's that's what you have to do. He just starts Smart. checking boxes. I'd like to uh I'd like to first say uh fuck Buster Posey, right? Yeah, <laughs> fuck Buster Posey. Yeah. All right, all right. Got that one done. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck uh fuck that left hander out in, in LA too, Kershaw. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Yeah. He's <laughs> just Yeah, all right, cool. We're back on the same page. Love you guys. Yeah. I think he was feeling himself. This had to be his like first real public appearance since. Yeah. And he It's his first was- public appearance without having to apologize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and, the the moment where we're all moving on, right? Like we're all we're moving on now. It was good like to I, see that. I think he's just can't help himself. He's just that he's a fun guy. Wants yeah. to have fun. Which I'm yeah. glad that he's back to that. It was we anytime and and I I I I hate that this is the first name that comes to mind, but like Alex Bregman. Anytime that like you've got a fun loving dude that is like carefree. And has this like fuck you cocky fun attitude, and then they get in trouble for something, and then they feel like they have to just like fall in line, and they're just like a shell of themselves. Which Bregman has kind of gotten back to being fun this past year, but he's not—he's still not what he was before the well, cheating I, scandal. I, th- I think, I think, I think there's something very specific about that, and we don't—I don't, don't want to—we don't have to get too deep into this, but like, just because of the actual transgression. You know, them understanding what pitches were coming and having that communicated. And, you know, his fun loving spirit was, you know, eyeball on the camera, four fingers out, should have walked me and be like, buddy, if you fuck, if I knew you knew it was coming, I'd probably walk you too. <laughs> I would have right? walked you, yeah. I, I would have walked you. So, but, but, and, and again, I'm, you're, you're right though, because before we knew that that was happening, we loved the dude. Loved his yeah. energy. Love his fuck. I mean, and I'll always I say I love this. the cockiness. I yeah. love the, a player that has that fuck you attitude, but backs yep. it up. And Bregman yeah. was doing that. Not, and not, Tatis not only was that, doing that. Not only that, I don't want to say, I'll always say this about Bregg too when we talk about him is for all the bullets he took, all the shit that came his way, justifiably so, he's still been a dude and has been a dude from day one that has sat there and spent time with every fan as far as I've seen and has taken the time, like fans saw what we were doing out in the parking lot years ago. And he waited in the dark and signed and took pictures with every fucking last one, every last one of them. So he was that dude before just, just want to always say that and mention that. Cause I know he's, he's taking a lot of arrows. That's facts. But, uh, yeah. Jay, hey, what's your take on this? The Padres fan fest. I think Rosenthal had an article on The Athletic this morning or late yesterday about about the excitement surrounding the Padres and the possibility of a Machado extension. And there was an aside that said that they were limiting season ticket sales to uh, be able to promote and sell more day of tickets. And like, I'm sure that I'm sure other teams have done that before, but I've never heard of that. And I think that's that was pretty eye-opening about the level of excitement that they're generating around that team. And <clears throat> they're trying you know, to spend money the hose to make over mo- there. What's that? They're trying to kink the hose. Spend money to make money. I mean, I, I think it's I, I just that's my main takeaway from them is that I think it's cool that they're putting a product on the field that people can get excited about 
Uh, and I don't care about the Padres one way or another, but it's it's fun for a neutral fan. And I'm surprised to hear you say that. I feel like fan. if that's something that if you are a neutral fan, your attention has to be drawn towards the San Diego Padres <laughs> of the world. Of course, um, it's how everyone would choose to like, you know, we've all played MLB the show or fantasy baseball or MVP baseball or whatever. And like, it, it's how anybody would want to operate a team, right? You would want to go out and get the shiny new toys, the cool stars, you know, the, the available pitcher that's lights out or the young, you know, the poor position player that you can just sign via free agency. It's, I mean, that's why I think that's the attraction is that, you know, he's behave the owner is ownership is behaving mostly like the way a fan would if they owned a team, at least for right <laughs> yeah, now. If they I mean, owned a team and, and turned the salary cap off and turned the trade rejection off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I, I'm I, I'm jealous like I am. I'm, I'm envious, but not to the degree that you will find a lot of baseball fans behaving where. I'm jealous and envious, but I'm like, man, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's exciting. Like, I can't wait to tune into Padres games after the Red Sox games are over. But then there are some fans that are like, fuck them. Like, fuck these guys, blah, blah, blah. I think think this is a good segue into the Steve Cohen comments because what does the behavior of a front office like San Diego, the behavior of a front office like the New York Mets, what does not, well, uh, let me ask you a different way. To the folks listening, are you seeing what I'm seeing? That's how I would ask it. Meaning, it's blatantly obvious that there is the ability to still operate, even with these thresholds in place, with the salary cap, or excuse me, soft salary cap, I should say, but these these tax thresholds in place for the luxury tax, teams will still commit. Teams will still spend because they feel that gives them the competitive edge is just acquiring players that cost money. The reason they cost money, because they're good. That's an approach. So while not every team is in a position to just go, oh, that's cool. I mean, I appreciate your cute luxury tax rules, but those aren't going to apply to me. I mean, I'll write you the the check and all, but I'm going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on this team. Um I, I would just quickly dispute the idea that the luxury tax doesn't matter because I think actually we're seeing that a lot of these teams, it matters quite a lot because of the way these contracts are being structured, right? Like, so that's, you have the return of the 10, 11, 12 year contract because it allows them to spread it out and pay that person $27, $28 million a year when they're probably a $40 million player or a $38 million player. Um, well, is isn't that? But uh, there's conversation about that going away, though, right? Like, like putting a cap on potential tenure, potential contract length for that reason, because that's that's the workaround. Is I will just sign you for the and, and that this all it's goes basically back to a workaround right now. Yes, yeah. The, I mean, it's the, it's the loophole. It's yep. the giant loophole that everybody's taking advantage of. So when Xander gets that money for that length of time, well, it's for a reason. There's a workaround at play. Except for the Mets who just say, fuck it. Well, and, that, whole- and that's the whole thing was like this luxury tax was supposed to everyone saying, oh, this is going to uh, the Steve Cohen tax. It just helps him because he's the only one who, who will pay it. No one else wants to. So he has the advantage and he can sign whatever the fuck he wants. It ended up helping him. Yeah. Well, it's well, always so here's here's my take on the whole Steve Cohen thing 
and his, I guess, uh, unapologetic way of spending. <clears throat> if you're going to do that, right? Shouldn't you be the definitive, unquestioned best team in baseball? If you're going <laughs> to blow way past the luxury tax and be like, fuck it, I'll spend... I'll spend 200 million just in tax penalties. You've got teams that won't even sniff 200 million as their team payroll. I'm going to pay that in tax penalties. Shouldn't if you're if that's the extent that you're willing to go, shouldn't there be no question that you're the best team in baseball whereas like right now I I, I don't think they're one of the best teams in baseball. I'm not saying that they're throwing a slapdick team out there, but you would still have the Astros, the Dodgers, the Padres, uh the Mets, they're all in that conversation of the Yankees even um, best team in baseball. Uh, I don't know that the the length that Steve Cohen is going. I respect it. I can appreciate it. But I, I'm more just looking at the return on investment that if I were Steve Cohen and I were spending that much more money than everyone else, wouldn't I want that like the gap in, uh, I guess, talent well, to be that much bigger than every other team? Here's here's the thing, dude. Is it's all about just how deep the pocket is. Just how deep is the pocket? Because your threshold of like again, fuck man. If I'm spending two hundred, maybe Steve Cohen is saying to himself in his head, Jared, like you know, if we start to get around five hundred million dollars in taxes, that's when I'm going to have to not just right, total taxes. Exactly, exactly. Because he's taxes. already at like close to five hundred total, like all in, right? Yeah, yeah, damn Between near. Between payroll with, and with taxes, taxes and he's, payroll, yes, yeah. very close. Yeah. So you you just don't know. You just don't know what's the tipping point. Like what is going to be the line of demarcation for him? So always, and this is what I just said. That's a beautiful thing about baseball is he can't. He, you can buy yourself the best chance, but from there, the production has to happen. The players have to play. Baseball games have to be won. Sure, having some of the best players available to you gives you a great shot. But this that doesn't mean December. it works out. I, I, the Mets haven't done anything big since mid-December, right? Because they, they didn't end up with um, Correa. Correa. So maybe this factors in Correa. This might not even be right. But this is from uh, December 21st. So maybe it was pre-Correa? That Correa thing didn't drag out since before Christmas, right? Around yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I think it did. With the Mets? Yeah. Yeah, because oh. it was like Christmas in Hawaii. Cohen yeah. was in Hawaii. Yeah, I'll have to recheck this, but this was December 21st. Um, Cohen assigned nine free agents this winter at a cost of $806 million. According to Baseball Prospectus, the Mets payroll for 2023 is $384.3 million, which incurs a luxury tax of $111.6 million. Cohen will go. pay more in taxes next season than seven teams are paying in payroll. <laughs> I think that's I think that factors in Correa because uh, Spotrack right now has three hundred thirty-six million as their payroll. Okay, but still a luxury tax of a hundred plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're talking, yeah, four hundred seventy yeah. plus million dollars total, almost half a billion dollars for one season worth of baseball. And to your point, Jared, you're saying. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a fucking ring for that. Like, gotta sure. have a ring. I'm gonna gotta need rings. Ring. Yeah, but again, <laughs> we know just how much money is made in this game. And if you're a franchise, like an iconic franchise, like the New York Mets are, 
you're going to, you, you know, that turnstock is going to continue to go. And if you continue to bring these types of players in and they're winning ball games, you're making your money. Now the money comes in the postseason. That's where you can make up a year's worth of almost half a billion dollars worth of salary and taxes. You get to the postseason, you get to the world series. You're doing pretty good. You, you've, you've taken a significant bite out of that debt that you're looking to make up if you're Steve Cohen and company. So I, it, Oh God. No, I, I was going to say to Jared's original point, like I think long-term, yeah, if you're spending $500 million or $600 million, you're looking to be the best team on paper entering the season and hopefully you win some rings along the way. But like Steve Cohen's ownership is pretty short still in the life cycle of a franchise. And I would have to guess that like part of the spending is to paper over the fact that like it's not a player development machine like exists with, say, the Dodgers, right? Like yeah. when the Dodgers new ownership took over, they spent in part to like temporarily paper over the fact that like their minor league system was not producing the way that it needed to for their franchise to operate the, the way they wanted to. And once they did that, the Dodgers obviously still spend quite a lot of money, but I'm looking at it right now. They're entering the season fifth in payroll. So it's like leveled off a little bit with the farm system. And I would imagine that Steve Cohen's vision is a very high payroll. The Dodgers and, are fifth in payroll? Yeah. Behind right, the Mets, without, Yankees, without looking. Padres, and Phillies. Oh, the Phillies. Wait, oh, sorry. I did not. Yeah. Padres, Phillies, Mets, Yankees. Yankees. Yankees? Yep. All that just to fucking get swept um, in the American League. Change. But like, I, I, like I, I would guess that like they're hoping that it's not always just about pure spending money. It's that they're developing internally, that there's always backfill, and that then then they can also go out and get the high-priced free agents that operate at the top end of the market there. That's where the, the longevity and the sustained success of Steve Cohen's regime is, is going to be all about whether or not he has put people around him that, for better or worse, can make restocking the minor league system, his idea in some form or fashion and lead him to that body of water to drink from, because that's when it does start getting tiresome is all right. We're writing all these checks. We've got all these great players. We're landing these free agents. You're in and you're out, but we can't get past the CS or it's like, fuck, we fall short in the division. Sometimes like we just, what what is missing what is and maybe just maybe having the opportunity to give yourself a foundation that you can pluck from well you, that that intersection of high price free agents producing homegrown talent producing now you might find that sweet spot where you don't have to write that check or hell maybe just maybe you feel even better about writing that big ass check because you know you've got the homegrown talent to support you writing that massive check to these key guys you need. So have put, have they put traded people? Have they tr traded like any prospects to get where they are right now? I guess to get Lindor. Um. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Who else they got they rid of um, Kelnick, but that I mean, didn't Kelnick hurt. in the Diaz trade, but that's not that's not hurting right now. No, yeah. it sure isn't. Because that's a way bigger, in my opinion, way bigger advantage to be able to have prospects who are good. Yes. Like that's how you win the World Series with the Braves. Well, 
Astros, Dodgers, Nats, the past four have all been like pretty think much about, homegrown talent. Joey, think about it this way, bro. Mixed in with free <clears throat> agents. For all, for all the crypto bros out there, like this is essentially you learning how to mine your own coins, right? And if you can mine your own coins, well, you didn't have to go outside. You didn't have to spend resources. Like you are creating your own money, essentially. And that's why a farm system is so important is it's not just about finding and cultivating talent that can impact your big league roster as a player, but maybe that player doesn't fit your roster right now. And maybe the timelines don't match up, but this is an incredible player, but you're lucky enough to, to not have the need that somebody else might. So now you can go and get yourself some commodities that you do need, that are sought after. And now because you've cultivated that talent, you're growing these resources that other teams need. You're mining your own crypto, and then you're disseminating it accordingly. And you're always benefiting from that because you're not spending anything other than brain power on identifying these players and then brain power on tying the physical aspect and the technological data and creating these diamonds in the rough, if you will. That's going to be the X factor for the Mets. Because they could spend a billion dollars every year. Same with the Padres. As we can see, it might not lead to anything in terms of World Series. But it will be exciting, no matter what. With the Fan Fest and celebrating. Yeah, like if car shows were just about how the car looked and not about the fact that it runs or what's underneath the hood, then things change, right? If it's just about how it looks, that's one thing. But if the car show now is about how well it runs, is it maintained? Is it, well, now we got a different conversation. Well, I have a question for you guys. I'm more interested to hear Jay Hay's opinion on this, but I want everyone to chime in. Uh, Hypothetically speaking, right? 2023 after all that's transpired in the last year or so the national league championship series is between the mets and the padres is that good or bad for baseball yes it's good because you've got a fuck ton of star power but is it bad because it's setting the precedent that you can't get there unless you spend recklessly well why why are why is the word recklessly getting attached to that? Uh, Xander Bogart's contract was reckless. Uh, spending so, so, so much that your tax is more than most teams' payrolls, kind of reckless. If it's working, but if you're in the National League Championship Series, then, then you know, it's, you have some sort of justification. <laughs> right. But- that's reckless for you because you can't spend as much money as I can. That's not reckless for me. Sorry, sorry about your luck, man. I don't know. Getting drunk and signing Carlos Correa in Hawaii is kind of reckless, dude. <laughs> not, it's uh, kind of reckless. And he recklessed his way into the NLCS. Yeah. So that's where, like, it, it, reckless. reckless. <laughs> yeah, but not I mean, because of that. Yeah, well, it's a fucking weekend at Bernie's is what that is. He's just fucking bebopping his way to a fucking World Series, bro. <laughs> No, that's great for baseball. It's great, that's great for, baseball. for baseball. I mean, coming from a sure, coming from a player coming from the fucking the walking, living, breathing Oakland A's team mascot. 
That's great for baseball. Yes. Yes. Jay, hey. Uh, I agree. I think it's good. Uh, great. Whatever. I think anything that elevates the standard for greatness and winning worlds, like the playing field has already been leveled to such a degree for these teams that barely want to try to field elite Thank rosters you. or spend on their payrolls. Like we're already letting 45 different teams into the play- playoffs. Like it, it's t- to me, there's no excuses left. And if these two teams make the World Series in our quota or NLCS and are quote unquote rewarded for their spending, I will be happy about that because it means players got paid and it means that like I, I'm not it doesn't make me feel good when some like dumpy eighty-four win team lucks into like a chance to go to the World Series or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I don't look back on the 06 Cardinals and been like, wow. <laughs> That was such a cool story. Like, I'm glad that team that was totally forgettable and didn't deserve to win the World Series won the World Series. I want to see the best teams and the teams that are trying to field great teams win. Yeah. How can you how can you spend all season long, all off season touting and talking about applauding at times the effort of these expenditures, the effort of this, as you phrased it, Steve Cohen's reckless spending, because Jared needs to be Steve Cohen's fucking accountant. How can we talk I, about I can, it in, I, there, in no, this no, no, light? No. I, I can call it, it reckless and still enjoy it. I'm not saying he shouldn't have done it. I love that he's doing it, but you can't say that it's not reckless because it is. I can't say it because you put him in the NLCS. He spent the money to end up where he wanted to end up. So I can't call that reckless. I, I just I can't. And it's again, it's twofold. One, why did we write the check? Well, because I'm looking to get to the postseason. Where are we? Well, we're in the NLCS. So did that work out? Well, uh, so far, so good. So what's the problem? So I don't I really see that, one because like, I can when afford you talk this. About, is it, 10 times if over? it's good or bad for baseball, I've got it as both. I have it as it's good for baseball because if you're a fan, you should want the two biggest dogs in, in, in the ring together. And you're going to get that. Like if you had Mets Padres as your NLCS matchup, that those are the two big dogs that are duking it out to go to the world series. That's a win for the fans. However, if say that that does come to fruition, you have those two teams in the NLCS. Do you really think that the owners that are reluctant to spend will see those two teams in the NLCS and be like, oh man, I guess that means we got to spend money, even though that's not I, what we want to do. Like, I don't think it's going to change the landscape at all. Then, it's going to be entertaining for shit? fans. Like you're going to want to see those superstars. That's that part's going to be great. I don't think it's going to change anything. Then nothing is going to change their opinions. And why are we concerned about how they're operating their teams then? Like, yeah, I, fuck I, em. I don't want fuck to. Fuck them. The, the <laughs> regular season is 162 games, and every single person on this podcast is, for various reasons, really invested in that process throughout the season. And I'm tired of m- having it feel like those games mean less and less as I get older and older, and that we just get thrown into a postseason mixer, and whatever team happens to be standing at the end is the world champion. Like I don't, I don't want mediocre teams to have more and more opportunities to win World Series. And by the way, it doesn't have to be the teams that spend the absolute most that are the only teams that are deserving. Like, to to shout out a person like Joey's Braves, like they invested in winning and it might not have been in the exact same way that the Mets and Padres are invested in winning, 
but it's not like like the Guardians making the postseason was almost irritating to me on a level <laughs> last year because it was like, well, yeah. they they barely tried to field yep. an offense this year, and <sighs> they are going to walk into the AL Central title as it turns out, make the playoffs, and then get you know once once the Yankees woke up in that series, it was a typical Yankees Guardians playoff series and post nineties and. Like it was just the same old story, but why are they incentivized to spend any more or to bring in star talent? They're not, and they don't. Um, like this I just, is, this was the whole conversation. I, oh, by the way, by the way, it's not like it's Yank, it's Lakers, Celtics clashing every single season for decades and decades. Like the Padres are only a quote unquote powerhouse because they spent and chose to be a powerhouse. Nobody's ever thought of the Padres that way prior right. to this current iteration. Like they made themselves that way. Well, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. They haven't won a fucking thing. You know what I mean? Let's let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like they they're lining they up the playoffs. The stars they, they made the playoffs. That's fine. Sure. Yeah, but but they're they're lining up the stars. But that's the whole idea behind the luxury tax and the conversation we had years ago about what impact the luxury tax was going to have, and it was going to have what Jay Hay is talking about. Have some teams realizing that the same effort we've been applying is still going to play potentially. We're still going to be able to knock on that door. And now the only other option are for teams to go, do we want to just kind of keep things status quo, how we've been doing, or do we want to really write a fucking check? Well, here's what I'm worried about, though, too, because you're like, Jared, we, are we, we cool? Have we belabored this too much? No, I, I, I'm okay. enjoying the conversation because uh, I, I feel like there's, it's not, it's not black and white. There's a lot of middle ground here. There's a lot of I, nuance to it. Here's what I'm worried about too is, and it's something you said, Dallas. Even if you didn't mean it this way, is you're like they haven't won anything yet. And my concern is, is that with the way the playoffs are structured in baseball in 2023, like if the standard for the Mets and Padres to be successful in in all of their spending. Is to is the only way is to win a World Series. Then everyone needs to prepare themselves. Fans of those teams and fans of their approach alike need to prepare themselves for disappointment because the odds are that one of them probably will not, and and possibly both of them will not win World Series during this like current core stretch of whatever. Yeah, you call it a decade. Call it a decade. Like it's just that's the way baseball works, and I mm-hmm. hope that they do. But well, that's like, that's the, where I brought up the sustained successful. They need to just win baseball games and be entertaining and make the playoffs and be relevant franchises. Like, and I'm not a fan of those teams, so my stake in it is lower. But like that to me is the standard is be competitive and be exciting and push forward, like raise if, the standard for what being a good team is in your division. If the Padres are the so thank you. If the Padres were in the division series at least for the next five out of the ten years. And you can break those five years up however you'd like. Say they go on a great run. Three years, back-to-back-to-back trips to the NLCS. Maybe they even get to the World Series. And then they miss a year, and then they're back. They win the division a couple times in a row. And what if that happens? So cut that 10-year window in half, and half of that window is division series or better postseason appearances with no championship. Is that... And this is where the business aspect comes into play, all right? This is where the fans have to understand is what the franchise has made over that period 
line up with what they've spent to make that? Like, is is the ROI pretty good? I I've got to feel like it's pretty good. Yeah, it's also. I'm curious what changed in San Diego where all of a sudden they are spending this much money. Did they get a new owner or something? Like they're not known for this. I think it was just when new ownership came in. I think a new like majority owner took over. When was that? Um, it's offshore oil drilling, Joey and Oceanside. It's uh, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, bro. The drug cartel yeah. just funding all these contracts. It, I mean, the owner yeah. from what I've told from people over there, like I know a few people that that work over with the Padres. They're like, yeah, like this owner just wants to win multiple. Like he's hell bent on winning multiple championships. November eighteenth, twenty twenty. Controlling ownership was transferred to from Fowler, who was the previous owner, to Seidler um, as as the largest shareholder. So basically, the twenty one and twenty two seasons. Oh, Seidler looking to sidle up to a championship or seven. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, lines up exactly with their spending. So that's a good point. And Um, it's like I feel like it's got to be this could have nothing to do with it, but the fact that the Padres are the only team in San Diego. Seems like that could have something to do with like just the excitement and him wanting to go all in because there's just like more, I don't know, market share. There's more impact if you're literally sure. only professional that's, that's team. It. Yeah, you're you're the show. You are the show. And why not be a show that folks would willingly pay money to come out and see? If you're going to be the show, be the fucking show. And Seidler's also, the show. Also, I think it's a waste of time to set like, standards of success for what would and wouldn't be like because like i refuse to there are people who will tell you that the atlanta braves 1990s run with all the division titles resulting in one world series or what the dodgers have executed over the last decade there are people who will tell you those are failures because they only captured one world series during that stretch and i think that's horseshit yeah and like i'm not One's one World Series is if if these guys capture the Padres and the Mets, that's not going to be enough for some people. They're going to say you needed to win multiple for all this spending. Two is not going to be enough for some people. So like I'm just like just fucking be exciting, be good for baseball. Like let's do it. And having and having a farm system that you can pull for, as we kind of put a bow on this, really helps a sustained level of success to operate at a high level. What does that mean? That doesn't. To your point, Jay Hay mean that we're winning the World Series every single year. What it means is we've got a pretty good fucking chance to win that World Series every year based on who our current roster provides, based on what the minor league system can provide. We are going to be a perennial contender when we combine all of our resources. That means the paychecks we're writing at the big league level and the crops we're growing all on the farm. I... uh during this discussion came across a very funny story uh that i would love to discuss there i i'm assuming that you guys haven't seen this this is um this was on the deep dark web but there is someone in the baseball community who is an alumni of this podcast or this iteration of the podcast uh that was potentially caught editing their own wikipedia page (laughs) we're gonna get into that but first what happened (laughs) someone that has been on On, on this this podcast podcast? before may or may not have been caught editing their own wikipedia page editing out anything bad about them (laughs) 
Oh, no. You can break that down. But first. Oh, no. Trades, free agency, roster cuts. Baseball season feels so far away, but excitement is already building. Blue Moon gives you a dose of ballpark nostalgia without even being at the ballpark. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. Its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience year-round. We're going to be bringing the Blue Moons with us when we go down to spring training. Are we, are we, do we pick dates for that yet? I want to line it up with the World Baseball Classic, even though my my fellow uh, Dominicans won't be in Arizona. Um, I still want to go to the World Baseball Classic in Arizona. Do we know if we're lining up those dates? That would be spectacular if that were the case. Okay, let's plan on that. Uh, we'll be, we'll bring the the Blue Moons, and uh, I'll bring the Dominican spirit with me, even though they're not playing there. But I will be in Miami for that as well. From its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one-of-a-kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful, hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all off-season long. Make winter weather feel like spring training blue moon belgian style wheat ale is one of a kind every time get blue moon delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options that is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket blue moon made brighter celebrate responsibly blue moon brewing company golden colorado ale um i'm assuming joey probably cheated while i was doing the ad read do you guys have any guesses on who it is i didn't get pissed i peed dude Okay. I have, I have no idea. You have no idea? No, I like. Uh, we've had like three guests. Out of everyone that we've had on this podcast, <laughs> out of who do you think would I'm honestly a, trying to think about? Go back to edit their own Wikipedia page and you, B. But it's not you. But B, I don't have a Wikipedia page. Uh, B, oh. B, I guess dumb enough to have a very, I guess, guessable wikipedia username well it's not <laughs> joe west there's no way it's He's- joe west crew chief 22 <laughs> made a series of edits to the joe west ump this is from baseball reddit joe west umpire wikipedia page uh the first removed information about an altercation with joe tory with an edit summary of my changes corrected the lies that were in the incident with Joe Torrey, the edit was not immediately reverted. So the next day, Crew Chief 22 returned, making an edit, uh, which removed information about West suspensions. Next, making various changes and finally making a small edit, um, which arguably made the sentence in question make less sense. These changes stayed up until February 3rd when another user noticed them and rolled back the article to the version before Crew Chief 22 showed up. Undeterred, on February 8th, that account made another edit, um, reinstating most of the previous changes it had made. And although that was reverted within 10 minutes, Crew Chief 22 made two uh, edits quickly afterward. After these were rolled back, Crew Chief 22 made one more edit, changing the details of the incident between West and Tory, which is, as of now, still up. As this is just circumstantial evidence, it's fair to ask, how do we know this is Joe West and not just a fan? If fans of Joe West are a thing. 
The first thing <laughs> that clued me into this account's name, West was a crew chief. Yeah. And as we can see here, he wore number 22, 22. on his sleeve. Yes. However, the real clincher is this edit made by a logged out editor on Crew Chief 22's talk page after they were warned to stop editing disruptively. It says, I constructively corrected the bullshit that was on this page. Yes. There was never a shoving match between Joe Torrey and West. I should know I was there. <laughs> In the federal court order MLB no, to God. reinstate the umpires, just as I wrote. If you aren't going to leave my page alone, please remove it completely. I don't need anyone knowing anything about me, and I certainly don't need anyone reading things that are not true. Either reinstate what I wrote or erase the entire page. I'm tired of correcting your lies. This post is signed Joe West. I can honestly sympathize to some extent with what he's doing, especially the bit about his wife, but Wikipedia definitely isn't going to remove it completely, and I have to believe there are better ways for him to spend his time. <laughs> um, let's start with Joe ain't got shit to do <laughs> Joe ain't got a motherfucking thing to do oh I love every minute of Joe West just completely denying it's him until, until the fucking until finally he's like I guess I'll just tell you that it's me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not me but I'm going to sign this Joe West just another just another boomer who's just gets lost on the internet and fucking drives themselves crazy. <laughs> it's so I mean, if if you've been umpiring and you know, oh. you know, like if you're Joe West, you know that you're one of the more at the time. I mean, he's more likable now that he's doing a podcast. He's been on this podcast. Uh I wish I wish that this had happened before he came on. I would love to ask him about it. Uh but Joe West yeah, just yeah, sitting yeah. there She's, stewing. A dude, edits edits his, a, a, dude, a dude who is so thin-skinned that he edits his own Wikipedia page is probably not going to respond well to that question in an interview. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, if, you, if you're know in the podcast does, game, he's, he's heard way worse about himself. No, well, no, Jerry, this is what I was just going to say, though. It solidifies everything we all already knew about Joe West, yes. right? Which is yes. he never, ever took anything personal and he never, <laughs> ever held a grudge. We know that. And that's, Wait, if, those are... Those are Mark. What? <laughs> I'm, let's back up for a second. Hold on. Oh. If you would have asked anybody in that knows baseball, what umpire would be most likely to edit his own Wikipedia page of the negative things in there? Every single person would say Joe West, hey, wouldn't they? You know what? I think like, Angel Hernandez would get some votes. He would. Yes. Because yeah. if you're, if you're okay. suing okay. the league, like yeah. you're, you care, you care yeah. about what people <laughs> think about you and Kinda how you're care. viewed. Yeah. Uh, Angel Hernandez would get some votes. But how many to the, I guess, casual baseball fan uh, or just even a, a diehard sports fan that's like, you know, they, they, they take in all four major sports. If you were to ask that guy or girl, name a major league umpire, they would say Joe West or Angel Hernandez. And the yeah, fact well, that I was, they know their names is not good. That's There you go. I was just going to say, Jake, <laughs> we should throw, throw it up. Throw up, the, throw up the question. Throw up the poll. Out of Angel Hernandez and Joe West, who would be more likely to edit their own Wikipedia page? Ooh. Well, now the answer is pretty obvious. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I, love, I love that Joe's like, no, I constructively, <laughs> I constructively, what was the phrasing? I constructively edited yeah. the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, 
I constructively corrected the bullshit that was yeah. on this page. <laughs> Just there was to... never a shoving match between Joe Torre and hey. West. I should hey. know. I was there. You got to respect it, him for trying to keep it pro. You know, like hey, look yeah. here, I, it was constructive. I was constructively trying to edit the bullshit. All right, yeah, because that's what it was. Yeah. I, this would be a new low point for Angel Hernandez if he loses a poll about who would be more likely to edit their own Wikipedia page to a guy who has already As- done it, who, who did it. Like that. Be a tough break for Angel. By the way, still a big Joe West fan. This doesn't uh, this doesn't change how I feel about oh, Cowboys. Really makes him more relatable. No, yeah, yeah yes. it's, it's it's your uh, it's you're more just letting us that he's just like us. He's just like us. It furthers like this is going to be one of the like like Joe West is going to be a cult hero when it's all said and done. Like if he's not already, he's in my opinion, there's already some some cult hero characteristics to him because of why he's so known. Like he's got the you know what I mean? He's got the complete I don't want to call it an alter ego, but the fact that he's a fucking country Western singer. Right. And he's just in the booth dropping bars like i love i love the cowboy joke gets out like he just does so many different things where you're like this guy like how do we not love this dude he he is the guy who is talking shit to the wikipedia editors about yeah the shit on his wikipedia page like also angel hernandez has made an egregious amount of bad calls in his career but i've seen some like fan videos where he is like pretty cool to fans yeah. Angel? Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And and even even in the face of them only getting his attention and only trying to interact with him so they could essentially use him as a prop and make him look bad. And whether or not he's even caught on to that, which to like to be serious for a minute, I hope he does because I don't think anybody should be treated that way. I don't think anybody should be treated that way. No. But the minute that I he guess starts with with Angel, like there's a difference between I fuck up a lot and I'm sorry. Like like Jim Joyce, for example. Jim Joyce fucks up uh, Galarraga's perfect game. Dude was in tears with the lineup card the next day. Remorse. I feel bad. I should have gotten it right. I didn't get it right. This is before replay. But I think that there is an element of I fucked up and I don't care with Angel Hernandez. I fucked up. Deal with it. It is what it is. Yeah. I, I'm a veteran in this game. Like I've been around. Like there's a reason why I've been here for so long. There's just like this arrogance that rubs fans the wrong way, which is why you're going to get fan treatment like that to Angel versus what Jim Joyce experienced after fucking up the perfect game. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if it's, you know, bro, top of the first, third pitch into the game and he's fucked it up, get on him. Have at it. (laughs) Have at it. But if it's like before the game and you've gotten his attention and he's going to come over and he's going to like say what's up or what, like, bro, like, is that, is that really the move? That's the move to, to get your, to get your quip in. And catch it on Insta or Snap and feel like you fucking buried Angel. Like, you know, like to, I don't know, maybe towards the end of his run, that's where he just becomes that super curmudgeon and just like, fuck all of you. Super curmudgeon. He's just, he's already turned into that. He's throwing balls at kids and shit when they're not looking. He's like, fuck them all. I'm taking, I'm taking kids out. Dude. Yeah. I just, there's, there's, it's honestly amazing how like, much notoriety those two have gained from being umpires like you just if you go to a game and like they'll announce the umpires when they announce angel hernandez the stadium will boo yeah they will yeah it's crazy how anyone how people even know these guys there's like only two umpires people know yeah 
Well, now Jim Joyce is retired. I mean, obviously Joe West is as well. Um, but yeah, I think Angel Hernandez is probably the only um, mainstream umpire name that's still active. Yeah. Well, think about this. What do we have? We've got the largest incoming class of Major League Baseball umpires that the game has had, what, in the last 20 years? Something like that? I hope I go their entire careers without learning a single one's name. (laughs) Dude, it could happen with all the robot umps and shit. It's like this this could be a thing of the past. Umpires that we know, like, just they don't matter anymore. And it's just, who cares? We're going to miss it. There, there, there was an umpire that I knew his name, and it wasn't because he sucked, but it was because he had the same name as a South Park character. There you go. Or but what about the guy who got the perfect game this year, and that was shit was going viral? No one remembers. Oh his yeah, name. no but one I, remembers I don't remember his name. His name. Yeah. Who was it? No idea. See, he's a beast, though. You can have a perfect game, and no one knows your name, but it's only when you do a bad oh, job, not a good job. Society. Society and negativity. Is a well, Joe, West, I would say Joe West is not really in that category where he's not really. Was he? He wasn't really famous for being bad. He was yeah, kind he of just was. famous for being fucking both. He was famous for being yeah. being uh, bad at times, brash. being surly. Yeah, but he, he, he was, was famous uh, for not being able to get out of the way of a uh, <laughs> of, of yeah, Roger Davis at second base. I, I feel like he well, was. I feel like he was more famous for be- making himself part of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like the, the, stare, yeah. the stare down with Madison Bumgarner. I think that's probably one of the more famous moments yeah. for him, where he's yeah. just staring at fucking Matt. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Get why don't yeah. you just squat down and call the game? Now nah, I'm gonna stare at the starting pitcher right now. <laughs> that was amazing. All right, <laughs> fine. Like I, I, what I, and one of the funnier things is you just you kind of mentioned like getting out of the way. What uh, Rajay Davis came in and slid in at home and took out Joe West, and Joe like fell on him, and Rajay couldn't get like couldn't get to the plate, couldn't get up. <laughs> Uh, Joe's just uh, Joe's just fucking on him, just trying to <laughs> trying to take his back and seek a guillotine. <laughs> What's his last name? Tom Halley. Is it Hallion? The dude that asses in the yeah, asses in the jackpot guy. Yeah. He was great. Outstanding. Like that that's a name that people should know because you to be able to police a situation like that in an old school umpire kind of way, where it's like, I know that you threw at him. We gotta we gotta well, like, we well, know the look, situation here. Everyone knows the situation. Look who you're dealing with. <laughs> Come on, Terry. Come on, Terry. <laughs> My ass is in the jackpot. Our ass is in the jackpot, too. Oh. That's fucking great. Yeah. What a, what an all-time... Like, that situation... Uh, it, it, that's a piece of baseball history. To have that sort of... like the, the I know that like you, Dallas, going up and down the ranks of, of professional baseball, maybe it's secondhand to you, but... To someone like the rest of us sitting here, to have that inside, like the the you know the fly on the wall of a situation that it, it's not like well, it's those not are, like uh, with celebrities when you have like people like with camera phones and you can capture these moments that maybe I never would have seen otherwise because I'm never going to get invited to these parties. There's only one way to have a bird's eye view of a situation like that, and it's if someone fucks up in Major League Baseball productions. That's it. Well. What what it does is it brings it brings back like all the Tommy Lasorda clips, right? 
Yeah. The Earl Weaver clips. Yeah. Billy Martin clips. These guys just fucking losing their mind. How did those videos get out so regularly? And the only example that we have is is this. That's what I'm saying. They just like stop miking up managers. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? You get your shot. You had your shot right there. In the situation. Well, why do you that? know the situation, why Terry? Do we, why okay. do we get a shot, Terry? Because that, doesn't, that makes it worse. Yeah. Terry, that makes it fucking worse. Why not? But MLB did nothing to that guy. Nothing. Okay, that, that I, I can't God, control that, it. Terry. I can't control that. You know as well as I do where I, Terry, you know where I stand on the whole fucking situation. But that's but that's better than that, Tommy. You know that. Terry, listen, I'm telling you, our ass is in the jackpot now, okay? Okay, that's what I'm just telling you. You fucking motherfucker. You got everything out? You got everything out? You got That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. I swear to that is that is the sport at its rawest. The essence yeah. of the give and take. The essence of the understanding, the unwritten rules, blah, blah, blah. And for all the people who are gonna push back and chirp about unwritten rules. Whether you like them or not, they exist. Okay, we're not we're not going to have that conversation. But moving on, since they do exist, this is that behind the scenes understanding of how because because Terry's just asking him, why don't we get another shot? Come on, I want to fucking drill him. And Halliot's going, come on, Terry, I can't let you fucking drill him. You know why I can't let you fucking drill him? And then here's Terry back out of fucking. MLB didn't do shit to that guy. They didn't do anything to that fucking Then you talk to me about it. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot. Listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying. Oh, it's such a great all-time baseball video. It's like it's beautiful. You've got like the Terry Collins freak out. You've got the Augie Garrido freak out in the clubhouse where like oh. he just goes fucking nuts. And yep. then they show the graphic and it's like the team went on to win 117 <laughs> straight games. After that <laughs> and then uh, uh, and then the fucking why am I blanking? Oh, Wally man. Backman. Yes. Wally Backman. The Wally Backman video. Oh, man. It's crazy. Like I, I've tweeted about the Wally Backman video. Yeah. No, no, no. He doesn't. That was a different one. Uh, Wally Backman. Every every now and then that video comes up and it's a subject and which is this is a good thing and a bad thing. But baseball fans, there's young baseball fans out there that when I talk about Wally Backman, they're like, who? What? What video? It's like, prepare for me to change your fucking life. <laughs> like you watch this video and you're like, there's no way like this has to be scripted. This wasn't real. <laughs> oh, no, it's real. Wally Backman. Real. Real guy. Real guy. It's tragic. It's tragic. They don't it's do more tragic. of that because it's like, dude, think about all these. Like, if you think about the age of content and getting shit out there, it's like these moments where where umpires and managers are screaming at each other, like just go viral every fucking time. You, but, but, and they're all the clips are like 40, 50 years old, most of them. So it's like they stop micing them up for some reason. You, because when it's you awesome. Think about, think about, uh, Think about how I'll see. Yeah, think about how soft society has gotten. There is no way in hell that Major League Baseball wants to deal with their fans having the in even casuals, which they already do, knowing like. So does people that are in charge of baseball do they know this kind of stuff goes on? Like were they yeah. were they going to hit a guy? And like even the umpires who <laughs> aren't supposed to let this happen, even they know this is going to happen. And, and they're almost 
they're almost like in on it together from what I'm hearing. Is that the case? Major League Baseball cannot, cannot afford. They don't want that fucking conversation to be had like uh, every day, regularly. They don't want that shit out. No, 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 I, that's, no, no, no. But dude, I'm let's look this up with, with Terry Collins. I'm sure that MLB's posted that Terry Collins clip a hundred times on their YouTube. Did they? I don't know I that get, they did. How did they get out then? I, I told you, it was someone that no, it, was, it was shooting that game, had the footage, and it got like leaked, like the fucking Pamela Anderson the, sex tape. What? That, that's not, that was never out there on any I official bet it MLB did not channel. Come from MLB's YouTube. Yeah, that uh, is, I bet it did not come from MLB's. No, YouTube. definitely not, because it's uncensored. Uh, or or any official MLB source. Yeah. No, I don't even right. think that, right. uh, I, I don't know that that ever came and out I'm, in a censored version on MLB no, channel. And I'm, t- and I'm no. telling you right now, for that, specific reason is because what that does is that peels back like i said to even casual baseball fans who have heard it their entire life oh you got pitchers just throw it guys because they're pissed off that they give up a home run and blah, blah well now here is actual audio proof that the umpires know about it the players the managers know about it and it's a tool that is used to sort of police behavior in the game and everybody's in on it and, and baseball for the longest time has lived where yeah everybody knows that but it's not talked about and it's just not something that somebody has latched onto and platformed themselves meaning like they're gonna die on this hill that this should just never be anything there's got to be rules against it this video right here is damning evidence there's got to be changes made blah blah blah, blah, blah. like baseball just doesn't want to have that conversation being had on the regular cowards anytime anytime that you can have a callback to that exchange i'm gonna take you gotta give us a shot (laughs) you gotta give us a shot you had your shot (laughs) exactly and and that's just like i said that's everybody understanding the moment in time and then terry just going essentially well you know what i'm pissed off we missed i've won a fucking another one (laughs) and hallion's going buddy i can't i feel your fucking pain i know you want another one but i I can't we can't let you do that was that a fever dream or did they discuss bringing terry back after carlos beltran got fired for no it was it was talked it was talked about yeah that was a thing yeah that would have been awesome terry collins managing this team that's kind of like uh <laughs> I mean, it's probably a bad example, but it's like when the Red Sox are like, you know what? Fuck it. Put Bobby Valentine in there. <laughs> I was gonna say we've just we spent 15 minutes talking about how we want the Mets to succeed, and then we come on and say we want to bring Terry Collins back. It's like, let's pick a lane. You know? I never I never said that. No, Jay, Jay, say that. Do not yeah. put that. No, those no, words you in definitely my mouth. didn't. You definitely did not. <laughs> it's a show, baby. We we want the fans to show up and watch these Mets. It's going to be one of the most entertaining seasons in Mets history. You can't even buy a ticket. You got to suck somebody's dick to get to Queens this year. Come on down and greet the Mets. Meet the Mets. I'm going to go. You know what? I think we're probably going to end up doing. Um, you know what they they should have done? More like how like the Cubs have all the bars outside of Wrigley. The Mets need to do that. There's nothing over there. Like if we wanted to do like a live show before a Mets game, you can't fucking do it. You have to you have to go like outside the, old, the area. Age old problem. Yeah, this is the chop shops are not a good look. <laughs> we need the Mets need to figure that's the next move for Steve Cohen, which I'm sure it's in the plans. 
him just buying up all the property around the the ballpark well, and well, then just, just building what the Cubs did, but just better. Think about this. Think about this because uh, there's some teams who are out there kicking the tires on new ballparks, right? There's some teams who are out there kicking the, the tires Vegas on but potential relocation. I'm not naming franchises. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm saying. Like, I, like there's a bunch of teams actually. I actually well, that, watched a video on YouTube over the weekend about um, potential expansion. And if they were mm-hmm. to add uh, a 31st and 32nd team, how they would have to have four divisions and make an AL and NL South, basically, and then group them together based on uh, geographical closeness. So you'd have AL East, Central, West, and South, and then it would be even. Instead of having divisions with four teams or five teams, now you would just have four teams in each division. And one of, they were talking about how Nashville and what was the other way? It wasn't Vegas. I was surprised that Vegas uh fucking Portland? Why would you put a uh, fucking team in Portland, Oregon? Cuz Portland fucking rocks. No. No it doesn't. Yeah, Portland rocks. Nope. The dream is still alive in Portland, Jared. Let me tell you that. Portland is where 30 somethings Portland Not is where 30 somethings go to retire. Um I want to go back to 216 if we're going to expand 216 team divisions. And the bo- the bottom teams just choke on it. I wouldn't just, hate that. There should be shame. You should. There should be there shame should associated be shame. with winning. Some you, teams you are bad enough 15th. to be in twelfth place. <laughs> yeah, you finished fifteenth. You are so terrible. Or the yeah. last five, the last five teams, or the last six teams, just have to play next year against each other, and that's it. And you don't even get to win. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing for you to win. Like even if you win that league, that's not like a. That's not the wild card. That's not the invite to the to the big league postseason. You just you won that. Now next you year you get to league. rejoin. Yeah, and we'll just keep rotating teams out of that lower tier. You suck on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, suck on it. Should we dip into the Montreal Expos slash Washington Nationals Mount Rushmore to close this thing out? Let's do it. Okay. All right, I, uh, first of all, before we get into this, does anyone want to come forward and say that they have someone from the Nationals on their Mount Rushmore? Does anybody want to come forward? I do. I have one. You guys have Nationals. I have Um, one National. Yeah. You have one? Yeah. Does anyone have a National that's not Ryan Zimmerman? (laughs) (laughs) You do? Jay Hay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pushing back on this whole Ryan Zimmerman thing. I mean, I know Mr. National, he was there his whole career. How can you be Mr. National and Mm. not be the lone representative of the Nationals on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I can certainly see why people would put Zimmerman on there, and I expected this to happen, but (laughs) he was kind of irrelevant uh, for the World Series team. You know, by the time they were actually good, he was like bad. And. Um, you know, I just think that, uh, this narrative is built up about Ryan Zimmerman is an importance to the nationals. And I'm going to use this as a platform to, uh, give some love to a national, I think was more important to their success, uh, and who has also been a career long national. So, uh, Steven I'm putting Strasburg? Strasburg on the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Oh. I, I have no, um, I'm, I have no pushback to that. Honestly, career national. I think- 
the hype, the 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 call up, the major league debut. I, I would say Steven Strasburg has a very strong case for the most memorable major league debut of all time. Not not only that, Ooh. but like I know it's up and down. I know it's up and down for him. Uh, and you know, to some, he has not met the hype. But I also feel like he has been the you know, with Harper having moved on in free agency, I think he's the iconic guy who was there from start to finish. He was there for the lows. He was the super hyped draft pick. Um, and and then I think what seals it off is that like we did get to see him perform at mm-hmm. essentially peak level yeah. yep. at the time where it really truly mattered it the mattered. most for them in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was outstanding in the World Series. Um, like he really could not have been better during that postseason run than he was. Um, 55 and a third innings in the postseason career, 1.46 ERA. I mean, he's all-time dominant in the postseason, uh, and I get that he never captured that Cy Young um, and that he's he been essentially in a, in a... He's been irrelevant, I get it, since the World Series. The um, most regrettable ba- baseball contract of all time from a team perspective, I think. Oof. I would vote for probably Eric Hosmer's. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. It hasn't worked out. Um, but I do think he is so iconic as it relates to this team. And I think that, you know, the, the highs have been so much higher than what Ryan Zimmerman brings, even if, you know, he gets the, the mantle as Mr. National. So that's why I put Strauss as my representative. And, and, and my, my argument for Strasburg is the, the hype argument and the mm-hmm. fact that the hurdle that has been his ability to stay healthy consistently is a hurdle that can set a lot of guys back where you're, you're just not at a point where you can even produce and produce at the level he did. Like you said, Jay, when his team needed him most, when it mattered the absolute most, sometimes those opportunities escape you because you're just not healthy at the right time. And remember, the franchise took how much heat took all of the heat and all of the shit for going, no, 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 no. We're going to be here again with this dude. And when we are, he is going to matter. And what happened? He won the World Series fucking MVP. Yeah. You know That's what? what I say I'm kicking Ryan Zimmerman out. I'm going Strasburg as well. Because oh, let's fucking go. I want yeah, to I, 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 mean, I tried to pick the player that I thought Nationals fans would want as their representative. And obviously, like there is I, I don't think it's a perfect comparison that Zimmerman is to the Nats as David Wright was to the Mets. Uh, but I think when you talk about lifelong Nat, who was obviously his peak was far more greater than Zimmerman's ever was. And to have contributed to the championship in the way that he did, whereas Zimmerman was a somewhat non-factor, it has to be Steven Strasburg. So it is. And I also like, we are still like, I know he subjectively, and I never, I'm not rooting for him to never come back or to never be effective, but there is something like poetic within the context of baseball about a guy leaving in in hindsight leaving everything that he had on the mound at the highest point of the franchise's success right and like i hope he comes back and i hope that's not the story but if that is the story like there is something a little poetic about that and secondly on a more objective level like we are still talking about a guy from 2010 to 19 
who pitched almost 1,500 regular season innings with a 3.17 ERA. So like it, maybe it didn't always come in the full season quantity. Like he had, he had three seasons where he got Cy Young votes, but when he, he was, was on the mound, he was top he was five in those seasons. Awesome. Wasn't What's he that too, Jay? He was top. He was top five in in those uh, Cy Young seasons. He had it. Yeah, he had a fifth place finish in nineteen, a third place finish in seventeen, and a ninth place finish in fourteen. Like okay. when he pitched, he was always awesome. Um, and uh, you know, I think you can make an argument for Scherzer just given like the the level of greatness that he achieved and his contributions to the similarly great teams, but for reasons that are more him being associated with lots of different franchises, I just think. I think Strasburg's the icon here. So that's why I went with him. Strasburg, 13 years with the Nats. A career strikeouts per nine north of 10. <clears throat> yeah. Dominance. Yeah. He shoves. Uh, mm. Does anyone have a second national? I got both of them. What? That's fair. I debated that. I think that's good. I got both of them, bro, because you can't leave Ryan Zimmerman out, bro. You can't. He's just Mr. National. He's Zim. But he, listen, he. <laughs> he's a local guy too went to uva got drafted he got drafted and played the nationals the same fucking year the first season ever yeah i'm pretty sure he hit the first home he probably didn't hit the first home run nationals home run but he played an rfk stadium yes he did wasn't it a walk-off in the first game wasn't that what it was a walk-off in the first game in nationals park or something like that it was something you're yes you're right about it being a Iconic home run for sure. Yes. Um, he hit the first home run in Nats Park, I believe. Okay. okay. Walk off home run against the Braves. First home run in R- at RFK, I think, was Chipper Jones. See, I'm a Nationals head. I know. Ryan Zimmerman also hit the first World Series home run in Nats history. How do you not pick this guy? Um, Brad Wilkerson, first hit triple home run and cycle. Let's add Chad Cordero in the mix. I mean, there's these national icons. Chad Cordero. Chad Cordero. The first inning of the season opener at Citizens Bank Park on April 4th. The leadoff hitter dropped a bloop single into right field against John Lieber for Washington's first hit. Just two days later, he became the first Nats player to hit for the cycle, which included the team's first triple. He wasn't done on August 4th. Wilkerson rocketed the Nationals' inaugural Grand Slam against the Dodgers. So now... So now I'm fascinated because there are Joey only has two spots left for nationals and there are three spots left for the rest of us. And I have a feeling that somebody's going to take Vlad Guerrero and put him on their Expos Mount Rushmore, which means that you're leaving off a guy who is wearing an Expos hat in the Hall of Fame. Uh, (laughs) If you put put Vlad on your Mount Rushmore, you are leaving off and Joey is leaving off a guy who's wearing an Expos hat in the Hall of Fame. So now I'm curious is who, who is that guy not making the cut? So us three have Tim or all four of us. Do we all have Tim Raines? Yes. Uh, God, I fucking hope so. Yeah. Joey? <laughs> Tim Raines. Okay. Yeah. We all have Tim Raines. Okay. So that leaves two more spots for everybody. Yep. Um, no, one more for Joey. No, one more for Joey. Two on Strasburg, Zimmerman, and who? Reigns. Oh, Reigns, duh. Okay. One more for Joey, two more for us. Um, Who's your last spot, Joe? You really want to know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do. I just could give it to Gary Carter. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. You have to. All right. So we all have Gary Carter. Dallas, do you? Yeah. But, uh, well, why is it just, why are we just cavalierly dismissing that though? Like, I'm just going to, we're not, we're not dismissing it. We're just saying like, Hey, I'm, we're, we're taking a breath of relief knowing that we're no, not, not fucking I'm idiots not, on this podcast. No, no, my crosshairs are pointed straight at Joey. If, oh. I feel like yeah. he might've had another option that he was mulling over and Gary I'd like Carter. to hear it because there are arguments for it, but I just, I'm curious. As to why he just gave, I just gave it to fucking Gary Carter. Whatever. I'll give it to Gary Carter. It's the fucking kid. He's a kid. He's what seven years old now. Gary fucking Carter. Come on, Gary Carter. Gary Carter was I, my one. But he's not even alive. Yeah, he's he's my one also. Yeah, Gary Carter is my one. Tim Raines is my two. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman was my three, and I switched that out for Steven Strasburg. So my one remaining is my four. I mean, so it's either Vlad Sr. or it's the third guy who wears an Expos hat in the Hall of Fame, right? Andre Dawson. It's Andre Dawson. It has to Andre be one Dawson of those two, right? Andre Dawson won his MVP with the Cubs. I understand. In 87. So I remember Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson was the first player ever to win an MVP for a last place team, which became the argument for A-Rod winning the MVP yep. in 2003 I with remember Texas. That. Um, but I did not pick Andre Dawson, nor did I pick Vlad Senior. Okay, now I'm curious. Let me see. Um, I mean, it's not like fucking Yuppie or something, is it? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, are you fucking serious? What? It's not Pedro. It's not Pedro. No. <laughs> Who do you think it is? <laughs> Is it? I mean, are you, don't. Is it on the list? What? No. Is it? Is it on the list that you sent? Probably not. Yeah. Probably no. not. All right. All this right. Should be ri- this should be rich. It's the man that has kept the the Expo's name in mainstream media for twenty years Tom after Brady. they no longer became a franchise. That's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, oh yeah. Tom Brady is <laughs> so the tired. only Jay, fucking I, reason shut why up. we still talk about the Expos to this day. Shut up. It's true. It's true. Tom Brady is as much of a famous Montreal Expo as anyone who's ever actually played a game for the Montreal Expos. Tell me I'm wrong. I, Tell me I'm wrong. wrong. I'm wrong. not. I'm not. I'm not. I think you're technically right. Technically right. right. No. So that, that could, Who can I call see? that would agree with me? Jake. <laughs> All right, fine. Technically right. Still dumb. <laughs> no, no, it's a great pick. No. It's a great pick. No. I can't believe see, that Tom goes on. Brady. Tom Brady is objectively the most famous member of the Montreal Expos organization ever. The, the, the stone chiseler or whoever is commissioned to build your version of the Mount Rushmore is just going to be so disappointed when he gets yeah. up there and has to put He's- Tom Brady's stupid mug up there. <laughs> nice, nice, nice selfie. He's nice selfie, play, by the way. The, who the fuck? Is- I would never put somebody Tom who Brady? took a picture of... If you take a picture of yourself in your underwear like that and post it to the internet like <laughs> one week after retiring, you belong on no Mount Rushmore. Um, oh, I think man. he lost his spot on the Patriots Mount Rushmore because of that. Um 
<laughs> fuck, the, fuck the Expos. Uh, <laughs> what a weirdo move. Correct pick. Uh, no, the answer is Andre Dawson. You got a good point, though. I'm looking up Montreal Expos. You go to images. The second image is Juan Soto. And then it's Pedro Martinez. There- and then, like, there's a couple guys, and then it's Tom Brady. And I don't see anyone else on our Mount Rushmore before Tom Brady if we're doing the image test, which is I'm a not, decent test. We're not. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, they're yeah, they're Those they're analytics guys. Don't want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Analytics guys, geeks. dude. They don't know. The geeks they don't, don't want to the- hear the, the the correct <laughs> argument. You but. guys don't scout using Google Images. The fuck? No, I haven't yeah. fed are- the algorithm behind <laughs> Google Images. I can't. Yeah. I cannot vouch. Um, Whatever, dude. Yo, Jay, hey, you went Andre Dawson. <laughs> yeah, I went Dawson. I I want to I want to give a few shout outs to some of these people too, because in my opinion, like if it's not already clear from these Mount Rushmore's, if you are. If you're in the Hall of Fame and you chose to wear the hat of that franchise, that carries an enormous amount of weight with me on who should be on a Mount Rushmore. Um, they don't get to choose. Huh? They don't get to choose. Well, don't they now? Didn't that, wasn't that amended? I thought yeah, I maybe don't think so. They, you could, they uh, yeah, changed maybe, it because Wade Boggs wanted to wear a fucking Devil Rays cap in the Hall of Fame. I thought they work with them more now on this stuff. Anyway, you're right. You're right that perhaps these individuals did not choose. Yeah. But I don't think they're in any of these cases. I don't think it's like out of place that they went in with these hats either. Sure. Um, Gary Carter uh, from 77 to 84. He was second in baseball in wins above replacement to Mike Schmidt. Like that's how fucking good Gary Carter was as a catcher. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people remember him as from the Mets era and winning the World Series, but he was just an awesome baseball player for the Expos. Uh, Andre Dawson, over a decade-long span, averaged 22 and 25 homers and stolen bases per year. Two, finished second in the MVP twice with the Expos. I know Jared mentioned that he won his MVP with the Cubs. Six straight gold gloves. And Tim Raines, talk about stats you will never see. Well, maybe with the bigger bases. Hey, hey. Maybe Uh, with the bigger bases. Did he average 50 bags for a while? He stole 70 straight, 70 bases or more in six straight seasons That's uh, and averaged 63 stolen bases over a 10 season span, um, 63 per season over a 10 season span, uh, five straight years where he finished with MVP votes. Um, so those are my guys plus Strasburg. And he's the last guy to not wear any flaps on his helmet. There you go. Tim Raines. Does John Olerud count or no? Uh, for the flaps. Yeah, Olerud was the last guy. All right, well, yep. fuck me then, In dude. the box. <laughs> In the box, Joe. In the box. I thought it was Tim Raines. Is it? Who? Okay. No, 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 because John Olerud didn't wear. He wore it in the field. He wore yes. a flap the, at the dish. Cheater. Yeah. Doesn't count. John Olerud, <laughs> one of the most underrated hitters maybe ever. I, Yo, I think he re- he went out. He like retired. He had fucking like three twenty one or something like that. It's a fact. They're like John Her- Olerud. John Olerud is like five times the player that Harold Baines is. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> We're talking oh. about cornerbacks. I would not want to be Eric Hosmer or Harold Baines when Jay is around. <laughs> God, what a dick! Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, you have Tom Brady on your uh, fictional Mount Rushmore, your 
non-existing Mount Rushmore. Is there anything else from Montreal? No, no, it's real. These are real. Nope. See, because I could put Tom Brady on the, you know, like, uh, what else do we like about Montreal? Yuppie. Yuppie's definitely on the uh, non-player Mount Rushmore. The Mm -hmm. uniforms. The uniforms. uniforms. Mm -hmm. The hats. Crisp hat. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Yuppie. I'm going to go with the lid. Uh... I'll take Tom Brady from Jared <laughs> and uh, Poutine. Poutine. Well, then you're going all Expos. How about this? Let's do Expos versus Nationals. Ooh. Who's more? The Mount Rushmore. Expos. Like, who's better? Who's oh. made a bigger splash? Who's. Which is your team? Well, I'm taking the Expos, Mount Rushmore. They never won the World Series, though. I mean, the 94 Expos versus the 19 Nationals. Yeah, that'd be like a great video game simulation. Yeah, do that. I'm pretty sure that. I don't know the Nationals. Yeah, damn it. I was going to say, I I need uh, El Duque, or not El Duque, uh, Presidente. When was he? When was his last year with the fucking Expos? Was it 93 or 94? Dennis Martinez. I would like to see that. You know what? Next week, Jay Hay is going to do a statistical breakdown of the 94 Expos versus the 2019 Nationals. Well, We're going to find some sort of simulator to see who would win in the no, no. best seven. Series. This is what's going to happen is I know I know somebody listening. As soon as MLB The Show 23 drops, uh-huh. they're going to create these teams and they're going to play this series out. And feel free to hit me up because I will play you. With your Nationals team, I will be the Expos. So we can take care of that. Uh, But before we go, I did want to mention, since MLB The Show 23 is dropping, something very cool that is new to the game this year is the Negro League editions. So all the fucking stars, all the studs from way back yonder, the Negro Leagues, are now going to be a part of this game. This is going to be sick because now... How do you think like when at least when I was growing up, I'm sure probably your generation as well, but it was just different with like probably like Game Boy and chicks. I had Game Boy for like Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, but then like growing up with like the MVP baseball, like that's how you learn the rosters. Mm-hmm. If you have a Negro Leagues version of MLB the show, now you're going to have kids growing up being like, yeah, I know who Josh Gibson is because how mm-hmm. else are they going to know? Right, how else yeah. are you going to learn about that? No one reads books anymore. They're not well, teaching and, that shit in school, uh, shit. you know, and, like you're, you're going to be able to be like, yeah, like uh, I know who Satchel Paige is. Yeah. I mean, and, you, yeah. You, and they, if you're they, a small, if you're a small baseball fan in Florida right now, I mean, yeah. What the fuck is up with that? They're, they're not even going to let you read a book about Hank Aaron. You can't read a book about Roberto Clemente. You can't read a book about a lot of shit. <laughs> so, so hang with them out there. Um, down in Florida, down in Florida. If you're looking, that's to read. crazy. Pretty That's much crazy. anything at school. Um, we need the, to. The, we need to. You said you know some people over there. We need to get in touch with the people at MLB the Show and and partner up and and do some shit. I want to uh, like help get like that the Negro Leagues version out there. Oh, so, so I want to get so, in the game. Could we just get me in the game first? We should get Joe in the <laughs> game. Worry so about I'm that. Gonna, like later. I've already talked to I've already talked to Bob Kendrick about this. Um, He's who, the president Bob of the Negro Joe in the game. Museum? Yeah, not, not about <laughs> not about getting Joe into the game. Uh, yes, Joey Bob Kendrick collab. Yeah, for the go. for the folks who don't know, 
is the is the president of the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Kansas City. And I talked to him when we were at Stu's roast. Um and he I told him like, you know, how excited I am come museum, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, he was like, hey, bring a couple guys. Like, I got some, I got some cool stuff that I would show you because I sat there and talked to him about Satchel for fuck man, 20 minutes, just listening to stories that he was telling and like just talking about how like I I, I look at Satchel Page, I look at Bob Gibson, like guys who just had so much fuck you in them that like you didn't see from uh, a lot of Caucasian ball players and for those guys for for these black ball players to have that kind of fuck you in them in a world where they weren't really given the freedom to have that kind of opinion especially in a game in a setting where they weren't really allowed to have that kind of attitude and they did and not only did they they fucking deserve to have that kind of attitude too like i just i love every bit of the stories that i get to pick up from from guys like bob i mean mr kendrick is oh man like i I talk about how like tim kirchin is just a a a baseball almanac and encyclopedia he doesn't have normal conversations he just (laughs) says baseball things and you love every minute of it that's how mr kendrick is with all of these stories like he knew these fucking people like let's get him on do you have his number it's bananas. I could get his number. I actually right, get his number. I, Let's get him on the podcast. I want to talk we should about do? the video game. Well, what we, we should, should do? To, we should go to the museum. We should go to Kansas City. Well, you know what else yeah. we should do? What? Uh, this would take more research, but Mount Rushmore, Negro Leagues with oh. him in there. Dude. I mean, that's already like kind of like set in stone, no? I feel like it is, but it'd just be a great conversation because we could hear about why certain players could be talked about why certain yeah. players could be measured up against the Josh Gibsons, right? The Martin Diego's like, like those are, those are the names that people haven't heard. Those yeah. are the names that people don't know anything about, let alone the names that, you know, we're talking about the Jackies, the bucks, um, like players like that. Why don't so we like, get him on and do the Mount Rushmore with him? We could do that. Absolutely. Let's do that. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'll, uh, as soon as we hang up, as soon as we get off, I'm going to call Stu and get his phone number, get Mr. Kendrick's phone number and reach out to him. Cause he told me, he was like, let me know a couple days before you guys are coming into town. Cause I want to, I want to get some stuff in the museum set up. I want to show you some, some stuff. So All I right. have no idea what he's going to show me. I'm, <clears throat> as soon as he said that, I like essentially wet myself in front of a grown man. I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. I'm pumped. I'm actually jealous. I've always wanted to go there. I've never been to Kansas City. Uh, huh. Maybe I'll. Wh- when are you guys going, dude? Yeah, you got to come through, Jared. We'll go crush barbecue because I've got I've got to in some good barbecue spots out there. Fuck yeah, fucking Passon lives out there. I'm pretty sure. So maybe really? we'll. I'm pretty sure. I know he's from there. I don't. He might live in the area, but we can uh, we can go harass him. Do a museum. When when are the A's in Kansas City? Uh, I want to say May. I'll have to look up the schedule. Let's right. get Granky I'll, on too over there. Let's get Granky. I'll do my best to to make that a trip where I I come out there and and do that with you. Yeah, it's uh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm, I I legit am like, I can't wait to the point where I think I want to bring. The only reason I wouldn't bring my girls out is because I don't know if the younger one 
would have the appreciation for it. My oldest yeah. daughter, she probably would. She gets it. Um, but yeah, like I want to take my family there. I want them to to see this and experience this because it's yeah. it's fucking incredible. All right, let's get the ball rolling. I'm planning that. Let's get them on the podcast. Let's do the Mount Rushmore. Let's maybe start planning on doing that trip and making some content out of it to promote the video game. And uh, I'm excited. Oh uh, cool. yeah, May. I've got all the jerseys. I have like three different Negro League jerseys. Ooh. May fifth, sixth, <clears throat> May fifth, sixth, and seventh in Kansas City. What day is the week of that? Friday, Saturday, oh, and Sunday. Beautiful. All right, ship it. Done deal. Let's do. Yeah, because because I will be in Kansas City Thursday night, May the fourth, and then uh, boom, May fifth. We could probably go to the museum Friday. Cool. It's going to be popping. Well, I mean, we could go Saturday. It doesn't matter. You say five, six, seven? Yep, five, six, seven. Night game, night game, day game. The Red Sox are in Philly, dude. Oh, see? That's all right. Perfect. They're on the road. I can go to Kansas City. Let's do it. I'm in. Count me in. Love it. Count me in. I'll holler at Mr. Kendrick. Cool. All right, final thoughts? Anybody? Jay Hay? Joey? I, uh... I was going to bring up Fangraphs dropped their uh, 2023 AL projections, but I'm going to save that for next pod because I think we can dig into that a little bit. Plus, yeah, by then, NL will be out home. too, so we can do both. Ooh, cool. baby. Uh, Joseph, mm. new what? video came out. I'm not going to address it. It was an absolute <laughs> hit piece on Barry Lamar Bonds. <laughs> really? Fuck, don't watch. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Hit piece? I mean, you. the whole premise is that he's an asshole. The whole premise is that they treated him like he was an asshole. I was just saying what I heard. It was interesting. It was an interesting video. Uh, you know, I love Barry. I always will. Um, go Did people not think Barry Bonds was an asshole when he played? Was that Am I just no. making shit up? Like, oh, Baseball yeah. Look at all this on YouTube. New true. videos about Barry Bonds. If anything, it should give you more of appreciation for just how good he was that his entire college team took a unanimous vote to kick him <laughs> off the team and he was the best player. So listen, he's that good. Imagine the coach is like, Hey guys, what do you think about this player? And they're like, get him the fuck off unanimously. Not one person voted to keep him on ASU. They don't, they don't and, fucking, they don't boo. Nobody's Barry Bonds. That's true. Barry Bonds greatest uh, he had a couple people. He had a couple people voted for him to stay on the team. And that's what saved his. The a coach. Couple. The coach was like, all right, we're going to vote. You want to bury off the team? Because he thought everyone would vote no because he's their best player. And then they surprised him. They all voted yes, kick him off the team, except for like two guys. So the coach was like, well, we can't kick him off. It's not unanimous. Sorry, we gave a reverse. <laughs> it's not unanimous. Sorry. <laughs> you guys know I would do it. I have him out of here in a heartbeat. I get yeah. rid of the All-American. Like, I like don't the fucking Hall of fame. care. The Hall of Fame. You need, you, need 90, you need 75% of the vote to get into the Hall of Fame. No, you need at here. least 98% to kick Barry off the team. No, exactly. We fell just short at 97.6. Sorry. <laughs> Check back. Uh, all right. Uh, that- we'll be back next week. Um, is, we'll that get is that all that's happening in baseball? I feel like there was something else. Granky got signed. He's back. I saw that. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe we can look this up on the uh, on the DraftKings sportsbook. Yeah. Um, 
because I did see a graphic come across the uh, the screen here on MLB Network. It was uh, the division odds for the American League West. Yeah, we'll do and a I, whole pod with that. I got to we'll say, do a there's whole some, pod with the the odds. Some for, strong, for everybody. some strong value towards the bottom of that. Uh, when the, of when that, they get the uh, the A's at plus, 30, I don't even 000. need to see where the A's are at to know. Pound the under. Pound <laughs> <laughs> the under. Uh, wow. Uh, Wow, so, Jay. Hey, I, I take oh, I take offense to that because oh, over under oh three tigers because <laughs> the I think the the win with the the win total they had a so the win total I think was sixty wins was what oh, I saw. Well, yeah, that's the last dance, baby. They got them winning. They're winning some. They're winning some games. It's better than no games. You're saying it's plus twenty five thousand. <laughs> Will they win more games than the Bulls last dance? The A's last dance versus the Bulls last dance. Mm. Oh, layup! <laughs> <laughs> you see all that, right, if you see that prop anywhere? Let me know. I want all in. <laughs> we'll break it down. Uh, maybe not even next week. I want to. I want to do like a whole podcast where we're going through overs and unders and different prop bets. So, um, we'll we'll get there when we get there, one thing at a time. <clears throat> all right. See you next week. We out.